Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. I am so excited for the release of my new book, The Toxin Terminator, Finding Focus, Energy, and Renewed Health by Removing Hidden Toxins. If you want to get your hands on the book first, be part of my pre-launch campaign by going to my website, www.aimeecarlson.com. That's amycarlson.com and you can sign up so you'll get your copy for only 99 cents. And welcome to another episode. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in each and every week. Today, I am so excited because we're going to be talking about a topic today that I really am very interested in learning more. We're hearing more and more about intermittent fasting. And obviously, there are a lot of people out there that have questions about weight loss, what's the right thing to do, what's the wrong thing to do, and intermittent fasting is something I'm hearing in many communities, and so I really want to learn more about it and why it's so beneficial for our bodies. We're also going to be talking about uh, fires in a way that maybe you don't think about, and also how um, there are many biblical references to intermittent fasting and how we can tie in those biblical references to our weight loss journey and our freedom um, from bondage, actually. So our um, guest today, she is an entrepreneur through and through. Wherever she goes, she is creating empires, whether it be a podcast host of I don't even think I can name all the podcasts I saw. Uh, we have Waste Away, Real Life Leadership. She's got Real Estate Podcast, The Fasting Reset. There's a, a whole host of podcasts that she has. She has a real estate company. She has classes that she creates, um, retreats. She's a coach. Uh, so this, she just creates empires all over. She is also the author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and an, some other books as well. So please help me welcome Chantel Ray. I'm so glad that you are here with us today. Thank you so much. It's my honor to be here. Yeah. So in reading, getting us started into the show, you really kind of struggled uh, lifelong with your battle on on weight and self-image. Um, is Did I read that correct? Yeah, I feel like I, in my 20s and 30s, and I basically just had always been a slave to food. And I felt like it would always kind of have a tight grip on me. Mm -hmm. And so I was always just like, okay, I'm, this is, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do this, I don't do that. Okay, I overeat a little bit. That was kind of, I just kind of got to the point where I was like, this is just, this is my struggle. I can't do anything about it. It is what it is. And, you know, I, what I ended up doing was I interviewed over a thousand women Wow. And I asked them, what did you do breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And I realized that no one told me they did intermittent fasting, okay. but they told me they didn't, a lot of them would say, you know, I only eat one meal a day, or I only eat two meals a day, or I only, I start eating at 12 noon and stop at six, right? They never said the word intermittent fasting, but as I started interviewing all these people that weren't in bondage to food, I realized they were doing fasting. They just really didn't know it. It's like, they never said, Hey, I do intermittent fasting. But when I really interviewed them and asked them, when did you start eating? They did do intermittent fasting without even knowing it. And yeah, that's, so, that's so interesting to me that, that people do this without even knowing what it is. And what's interesting too, is that I hear you talking about women who say, well, I only really eat one meal a day. And my mind goes to learning and being trained all growing up that we should eat three square meals a day. And, you know, and if you only ate one meal a day, that that was somehow unhealthy for us. Right. 
Well, the other thing I did was I actually started reading the Bible because I was like, okay, Mm. let me see what the Bible has to say about eating and food. And I realized that the Bible talks about fasting over 70 times. And then I heard a sermon about fasting. I had attended church my entire adult life without ever hearing the word fasting. I never heard a sermon about it. It wasn't until I was in my thirties that I ever even knew fasting existed in the Bible. And so once I started fasting, I started having, just seeing breakthroughs breakthroughs in my life that I was like, I just want to start fasting more and more. So I'm very passionate about intermittent fasting because that is what has helped me to keep my weight off. And so I'm so grateful for that. But but I'm also really passionate about extended fasting um, as well. I, I And I would love to learn more about this topic. Um, a little bit about my story is uh, food and me have had a love-hate relationship for a long time. And although I never had to worry about weight, it's how that weight is appropriate created on the body, you know, proportioned on the body that, that really becomes a problem. And then the, the food choices that I make of being really bad. So I'm really interested in learning more about what you have to say, um, both because I know I, I'd like to know what the difference is between intermittent fasting and what did you call it? Long-term fasting? Yeah. So w- there's a term now that people want to say, so it's called time restricted eating. And, you know, I kind of say now that that ship has already sailed. People now say, well, no, intermittent fasting is when you fast for more than 24 hours, but that's not true. And for us, everyone knows intermittent fasting is really when you eat in an eight hour window and you fast the rest of the time, or you eat in a 16 hour window and, and fast the rest of the time. Um, but then there's kind of like, prolonged fasting or extended fasting. And people just have different terms for it, but it just really depends on how long are you fasting for? So sometimes people will say, okay, a prolonged fast would be anything more than 24 hours. An extended fast would be anything more than three three days, but everyone has different terminology. That's what I was saying. Like some people say, it's time restricted eating or, you know, some people call it different terms, but at the end of the day, it really uh, is, you know, how long are you going to fast? And there's, there's magical things that happen in your body when you fast for 24 hours. Then there's another set of magical things that happen in your body for 48 hours, then three days, then five days, then seven days. It just, the benefits are, just amazing. And it, it's, it, the, the longer you can fast, the more health benefits that there are. So like, um, I was told that I needed to eat a vegan, you know, lifestyle and I was, and I was encouraged to do a 72 hour fast, let my kind of digestive system reset and then go into eating the the way that they, you know, were instructing me to eat. Um, And during that 72 hour fast, like the first, the first 48 hours were pretty okay. I was, you know, not, not too bad, but that last 24 hours was really difficult for me. Um, I got very lightheaded, very weak, you know, definitely wasn't able to do, and I was just doing water. So do you, are there like, different fastings that that you have that people do? Yeah. In my book, I talk about, uh, in my book, Fasting to Freedom, in my book, Waste Away, that book is really just about intermittent fasting. I don't talk about extended fasting at all. Fasting to Freedom is really where I talk about going into extended fast, where I, you know, I talk about two-day fast, three-day fast, five-day fast. And the thing is, is that the longer you fast, you it's one of those things I call it like couch to 5k. So like if you haven't run at all and you decided to run a half marathon, you would get injured. Like you're going to hurt your Achilles. Something's going to hurt. You're going to, you know, you're not ready for it because you've, you've basically been sitting on your couch and now all of a sudden you're trying to do a a half marathon. It's not going to work or even 
sitting on your couch, there's a thing called Couch to 5K. And it's a running app that teaches you how to go from literally sitting on your couch to now running a 5K. And so I just say like the best thing to do is to try to do it where you go. First, I'm going to start with a 10 hour eating window, you know, if depending on what you're starting with now, then move to an eight hour eating window, then move to a six hour eating window. Now try a 24 hour fast, but you have to build up to it for you to just all of a sudden go from never fasting to trying to do a 24 hour or 48 hour fast. It's just, it's not. It, it's not going to work. It, you're just going to get discouraged. So I kind of have a play by play of what you can do. Sounds um, like I needed that book before I tried that 72 hour fast. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that makes sense. I'm, I'm an exercise. I, I actually got into running probably 15 years ago to quit my smoking addiction and it worked very well. And I did the couch to 5k plan. Um, so it makes sense to step into this. So let's talk about the benefits of fasting and what, you know, do you want to talk about like, you know, this kind of window does this. And if you do extended, you know, take it how you would like to address that. Sure. Well, one thing is, is that it really depends what you're looking for. Okay. Um, as far as, is it weight loss? Is it growing closer to God? Is it clarity from God? And, you know, I compare the power of fasting to scuba diving. So I live in Virginia Beach. And if you stand on the shore and look at the water, it's literally brownish black. Like it's literally hard to see anything below the surface. But if you have been scuba diving, you know that when you go scuba diving, you can find hidden treasures that you've never been able to see before. There's rare fish and animals and plants that are in the ocean you've never knew about. And so you almost feel like the fish whisperer, right? Because they come close to you and you can see all the coral and the fish. And that's what fasting does. Fasting does that for your spirit. Everything comes alive. Your body is hungry when you fast, but your spirit is sharp and everything comes to focus. And so it's kind of like you, it allows you to tune into the voice of God. So I love a radio station called K-Love and it's on 90.7 here in Virginia Beach. But if I drive to Richmond to visit my sister, I can't hear the station anymore. All I get is static. And so that's what happens to us sometimes is like, we don't hear God's voice as well. And so fasting is almost like putting spiritual antennas on your ears and you can tune into God's station and can hear clearly. So that's what I love about fasting for extended fasting. Um, when I talk about fasting for intermittent fasting, like in my book, Waste Away, that is what helped me to get rid of the bondage of food. And so it's, I interviewed all these women and fasting was one piece of the puzzle. So it's not the only piece, but it's one. Um, they taught me how to eat when I was truly hungry. They taught me how to stop before I was full, not when I was full, but before I was full. Um, you know, looking at not having depriving food and not having to be like, you know, I can't have that, I can't have this, you know, mm -hmm. and just in this deprivation cycle where it would make me feel deprived, then I would binge, then I would feel guilty, then I would start the cycle all over again. And so it's just really, um, I just, I'm so grateful for all these women that I've interviewed that it's funny because I had said something, I had put a Facebook post about the fact that I interviewed all these thin women and someone was like, well, I, I don't want to learn from people who have been thin their whole life. I want to learn from someone who had been heavy and then lost the weight. But the truth is, is that's not true. You want to, you want to learn from the skills of someone who they already have these skills. It's not like their metabolism is so great or this is so great. They have the skills that they've never been on a diet. You never want to go on a diet. They have the skills that they know how to eat when they're physically hungry. They know how to stop before they're full. They're not in bondage to food anymore. That's who I wanted to learn from. And so I just got those 10 principles and started writing about them in my book. I love that. So um, what I'm hearing from you is the extended uh, fasting is really a time of 
really spiritual connectedness. Now, are you finding yourself, and I didn't even tap into any of that. I think I was so in tune to what my body was doing that I couldn't even get beyond that. Um, so I'll have to try that next time. But uh, does a short intermittent time, do you, you know, do you find yourself having that connection more at that time or is it only in the, the longer uh, fast? You know, the, the whole thing is, is that it's a matter of, you know, you know, the Bible mentions over 77 times, it says, it, it says when you, fa- you know, it talks about fasting, but it's funny because everyone's like, you know, in Matthew six, it talks about when you give and everyone's like, yes, yes, everyone should give. And then it's like, when you pray and everyone's like, yes, yes, everyone should pray. And then it's like, when you fast and people are like fasting. Oh yeah. Let's skip that part. (laughs) Um, so I think that when you do a longer fast, that's when you really see magic happen. But again, I've seen people just fast, let's say dinner. So they'll say, I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm not going to eat lunch. I'm just going to pray during breakfast, pray during lunch, and then I'll eat dinner. And again, it's a matter of what are you doing during that time that you're not eating, right? So if during that time that you're not eating, if you're drawing strength from God and every religion out there that I know of has some sort of fasting incorporated into their religion Mm -hmm. because it's a matter of saying, okay, God, I'm sacrificing eating this food so I can use that time to spend with you. So it doesn't have to be days and days, Mm -hmm. but it has to be a matter of like, if you're just doing intermittent fasting and saying, okay, I'm just going to eat in a 12, 12 hour, I mean, a 12 to six and eat in a six hour window. If you're not using the time that you're fasting to spend it with God, then it's not going to be as powerful. And two, like someone like me, for me to eat in a six hour window, that's nothing. That's what I do every single day. I I eat it from 12 to six almost every day. So for me to do that is there's no sacrifice there. There's no reliance on God there. It's not like I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, I need to pray to make it till 12 o'clock. Like that's easy for me. So that wouldn't be drawing me closer to God if I was doing that. So for me personally, but for someone else, like if they're used to eating every two hours and now they're just going to eat one meal at night, that would be a sacrifice because they're, they're skipping their breakfast and spending time. So does that make sense? Yep. Yep. That makes sense. And I, and I love the spiritual aspect in this and, you know, and learning different ways that we can draw closer to God and especially in today's world, right? Um, anything that we can do that, that really ties us closer to him, I think is, is such a powerful thing. Yeah, it really is. And the thing is, is that when you have a stronghold to food in your life, which I did, right? Mm -hmm. Fasting truly freed me from that bondage. And there's a passage in the Bible where where the disciples tried to get a demon out of a child Mm -hmm. and they couldn't do it. And they were like, we can't do it. We can't do it. Jesus comes in and he says, this kind you can only get out with fasting and prayer. And I believe that there are some strongholds in our lives that we cannot get rid of on our own. And in my fasting, fasting to freedom book, I talk about all the different reasons we fast. I have an acronym called hope and the H stands for healing and hearing. So if we need to heal our body or hear from God, The O stands for overcoming difficult times. Like if you just are in a really hard time, then you should be fasting. Um, And P stands for provision and protection. And then E stands for enslaving sins. And so um, there's there's a passage that's in Isaiah and he talks about loosing the chains of injustice and untying the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. And it just talks about, it's like, that's what you want. You want to break the yoke of that stronghold that you just can't seem to beat on your own power. Ah, that is so, so, so good. And, you know, now that we, we speak of it, when I did that fast in, in, uh, in December, 
the my sweet tooth has really been diminished and i i i've not really tied the two together so there's something that was you know happening in there where i just have not craved the sweets like i i did before um you know doing that 72 hour fast so that's that's pretty cool. So let's talk about um, what about the the physical. So we're talking about the emotional and spiritual, which I think is huge. You know, part of our healing and part of our our journey. But what about the physical side? What are we seeing on the physical aspects when we do our fasting? Yeah. So for me personally, um, for my hormones, I've realized that. I can't do a fast between certain times of the month, even as skilled of a faster as I am. So that makes a really big difference. Guys and girls, it's different. If you're a guy, you just have a little bit more leeway to be able to fast and make it easier. For me, I know that days one through 15 are harder days for me to fast. Day 15, if I want to do an extended fast, I want to do it between day 15 and day like 21 or 22. Okay. So I don't want to fast, like try to fast the week before your period, just forget it. I mean, you're just going to chop somebody's head off. I already <laughs> am like eating. I, I literally, I would say I probably eat at least one and a half times the amount that I normally eat the week before my period. I just definitely eat a little bit more than normal. I mean, I just do. I'm just more hungry. I just feel more ravenous. I just, my hormones want me to eat more food. So during that week, I'm, and maybe 1.5 is extreme. I probably don't eat that much more, but you know, at least probably 25% more than I normally do for sure. Okay. That's just not the time for me to fast. So I definitely pay attention to my hormones and look at that time of the month of what's the best time for me to fast. And then also get a prompting from God to fast and also get a buddy. Like if I don't have a friend to fast with, even to this day, I like will recruit some people to do it with. I think it's just too hard to do it on your own. And the key is you have to spend time with God. Like if you don't, you're, you, you have to fill up. Um, you know, it's funny because I have, if you go to chantelrayway.com slash worship, I have these amazing worship songs on there that are really, really wonderful. And what I do is instead of eating, I just play one of those songs. And, and there's a song on there that I absolutely love. And it's called, um, uh, fill me up. Okay. And it's so good because it's all about how God can truly fill you up. I mean, it's really amazing. So it's just, it's wonderful. I love that. I love that you've got some worship songs on there and I'm going to make sure that I tune into that and, and um, get that posted up so that others can tune in into it as well. Um, so do you find, like I've heard of things of like autophagy, um, yeah. being thrown around when we talk about intermittent fasting or fasting. Is that something that you're well-versed in and what yeah. that means? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I'll tell you a story and then I'll, I'll kind of tell you what that means in just a second. So one of my friends, literally, they had an Achilles injury and they could not figure it out. Like they were like, I can't, you know, I can't, my body just won't heal. And they said that basically he did a five day fast and he literally, his Achilles was better than what he, before he even had the injury. And so it, it's, it's autophagy is the body's way of cleaning out damaged cells in order to regenerate newer, healthier cells. So the word auto means self and the word phagy means to eat. So, so it's like autophagy, right? Is basically the word meaning self-eating. And it's also referred to as like self-devouring. But the bottom line is, is that 
it's recycling and cleaning all at the same time. It's like hitting a reset button for your body. And it's just so powerful. So, you know, right now, especially with people worried about their immune system, you know, yes, they're buying all this stuff and buying all these supplements and doing all these different things. Well, I'm going to tell you, God has created a detox system that's better than any other. Like it's better than juicing. It's better than anything. Mm -hmm. It's completely do a water fast and it's completely free. Mm -hmm. So, but I do realize that it, it's hard. Like it's definitely not easy. And I, in my book, I talk about crutch drinks and different things that you can do to make it easier. So like one of the things that's really important is sodium. Cause a lot of times people think I'm going to fast, I'm going to fast. And then they drink all this water and they drink water, 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 water. Well, the problem is, is that your body is going to be excreting out that sodium. So while you're sitting there, you know, drinking too much water, now all of a sudden you're asking, why do I not feel good? And you're like, oh, I feel so, so bad. And people don't realize you actually can die from drinking too much water. Like I, I was actually at a marathon run one time and somebody died from drinking too much water. They flush. If you flush all the salt out of your body, you can go into cardiac arrest. Yes. And so, you know, that's a big thing is that when you're fasting, your body's already excreting a lot of sodium out. So one of the things that I do when I'm fasting is I'll take if I'm feeling weak, I might take a teaspoon of, of um, pickle juice, just the juice from the pickle. Um, I'll take uh, salt and put it on my my palm of my hand and literally just lick it just like that. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm back to life again, you know, because a lot of times that's what the big thing is, is that your your electrolytes are low and and truthfully really just having that sodium is what will really just kind of take you to the next level to be able to make you go longer. Did you know that many of us have symptoms of toxin overload in our bodies, but we don't even know it? Signs of a toxic overload could be headaches, fatigue, insomnia, skin issues like acne and psoriasis, and hormonal imbalances, and the list just keeps on going. But the problem I had, and I'm sure many of you have had, is how can you know how well you're managing your toxic risk? That's why I've put together a free toxic risk assessment that will help you discover what products might be contributing to your toxic symptoms and what small changes you can make to detox and cleanse your health. After you take the assessment, you're going to get my free toxic free home shopping guide. This is the easy button for finding the right products to shop for. These are the products I've been using in my home and the products I give my stamp of approval on. Take your free assessment now at amycarlson.com to get on the path of detoxing and cleansing your health. Well, and that, that makes sense. I just, you know, my mom just having her surgery, one of the things that we were noticing in her labs because they were having her drink so much water, it was a kidney transplant, is her sodium dived on her. And so they were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, we need to back off. And then they wanted her having like 3000 milligrams of sodium a day to just help increase the the sodium intake. So that makes sense that you can drink too much water. We always hear that drinking water is so, so very good for us, but there's a healthy balance, right? Yeah. And, and some of the symptoms of low sodium levels include headaches, lightheadedness, dizziness, fatigue. Um, and so, you know, if you're feeling, you know, any of those things while you're fasting, it's, probably likely due to one of two things. One is caffeine withdrawal. And so if you've cut out caffeine, that's another big one. Mm -hmm. So obviously when you're fasting, if you want to do a real water fast where you're cutting out caffeine, you've got to wean yourself off of that caffeine before a week and and ahead of time. So if you're normally drinking two cups, you got to bring it down to one cup, then three quarters of a cup, then half a cup, then you know what I mean? Like literally wean yourself off if you want to do that or just do black coffee and water. But you most likely the people who I see have headaches, 
are either because they have a caffeine withdrawal or because they have an electrolyte deficiency. Would would a sugar withdrawal cause the headaches too? Yeah, yeah. And and the other piece is it's all about getting your body adjusted Mm -hmm. to being in a fat burning versus a sugar burning state. And so, you know, you can, your body is, you're either going to be a sugar burner or you're going to be a fat burner, right? And so if your body is so used to going to glucose for fuel, then you're going to have a hard time because it's going to be like, wait a minute, there's no glucose there. What am I going to do? Right. (sighs) And most people, right. You're burning carbs for for fuel, like sugar and glucose. So if you are a fat burner, that means that you are going, once your body gets into ketosis, right. Mm -hmm. Um, your body is going to fat for fuel instead of sugar for fuel. And so, um, one of the analogies I always give people is this, I say, okay, if I have $80 in my pocket right now and I want to buy something for $50, I'm just going to pull the $80 out and here you go. I'm not going to drive to the bank to go get the money because I already have that money in my pocket. It's the exact same thing with your body. The, the money in your pocket is glucose and then the money in the bank is your fat. So if you, if you have glucose in your body, it's going to first use the glucose that you have. If you don't have any glucose, it's forced to go to the bank, which is now your fat storage. And so that's why fasting is so powerful because it literally says, okay, I don't have any money in my pocket. I don't have any glucose. I got to go eat the fat. And that's why it's so powerful. And is that the state of... Is that the state of ketosis when when it's doing that? It's going, it's switching from being the the sugar burning to the fat burning. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so go ahead. Uh, so basically, ketosis is a metabolic process. So okay. when your body doesn't have enough glucose for energy, it burns the stores fats. Then once it's doing that, that results in a buildup of acids called ketones within the body. So people, they, you can, you can get ketosis. That's why they call it the keto diet, right? Right. Because there's no glucose there. So it then has to, to do that. But a lot, it's funny that people don't realize that they think, oh, fasting isn't ketosis, but it is because ketosis just means when your body doesn't have enough glucose for energy, it burns the fat stores. And once it does that, it results in a buildup of acids called ketones within the body. And so that's why you can measure those ketones with like urine sticks and stuff like that. Okay. So then, um, how long does it take us to get our body into a state of ketosis or is that different for different people? Right. And that it absolutely is. It's, it's basically what they say and no, no one can answer this question. So if anyone says, oh, I can answer this question, they'd be lying because <laughs> physically impossible to say. But People say that it could take anywhere from one to three weeks to get your body into a fat burning state. But the the truth is nobody can really know. You, you, you will know that you kind of have gotten there because it's easier to do it, right? Like people who fast, people who fast, they realize, okay, well, you start going, okay, this is not that bad, right? Like for me, my body is so used to running to fat for fuel that it doesn't bother me. So that's when you have to get to that place where you you will know yourself. Some people, they do it one day, two days, they're fat adapted. That's what it's called. Like the term that everyone use is, are you fat adapted? Have you heard of that that word or that term? I have not. I have not. And I'm really quite intrigued by all of this because I have been told, and I know this has probably nothing to do with fat adaptive, but that my body does not process fat. So 
it basically means is that your body can burn fat instead of carbs or glucose for energy. And it's easy. Like it, it's fat adapted means your body has reached a state in which it's more effectively burns fat for energy. Okay. That's all that means. It just means it's easier. It's like I'm fat adapted. It's just easier for me, for my body to, it just, as soon as it goes, okay, I need energy. And it's so used to going to glucose, glucose, glucose then as soon as it now has to go to fat, it's harder for it to do it because it's not fat adapted. And so some people, some people say, um, if you want to be fat adapt, you know, fat adaptation can take four weeks, three weeks, 12 weeks. I mean, people say it's all over the map, right? But the, the truth is, is that it's just, it's all based on your body and you will know when you're fat adapted because it's just, it's a, the key to, when you're doing the fasting, it shifts that balance to favor fat burning. Okay. So do you feel like, um, so I think maybe that's what they're trying to tell me when they say your body doesn't, you, you know, process fat is just meaning that my body is not adaptive and using the fat, I'm going to the sugar. So I'm in that right. state where I'm, 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 I'm still digging in the pocket. I haven't gotten to the bank yet. <laughs> so, That's exactly right. You awesome. got it. So, um, do you feel like for you, where you say my, your body is very much going to the bank, it's, it's skipped the pocket altogether. So does that create, like, do you feel like you have more energy, um, there's things that are, are, you're not having the cellulite in your body, the fat pockets, you know, waist, hips, that type of thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I really have any cellulite on my body. I don't <sighs> have any. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, so, I'm going to be you. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have any. Well, one, I do a lot of weightlifting. Okay. So I, I do lift a lot of weights. Um, and you know, the thing is, is that the more you get into just even for me now, if I tend to eat a lot of sugar, so, so even though I do a lot of fasting, I definitely love to have sweet, I have a sweet tooth. And so I try to make a lot of my own stuff. So I'll make it with honey and all natural things and I don't eat chemicals. So I'm really like, I eat a very organic diet. I mean, I I eat very well, but I do like my sweets. And so I've noticed though, even for me, who I am fat adapted, if I start, you know, maybe it's Christmas time and I'm eating more sweets than normal, it's harder for me to fast. So, So even within somebody's own journey, if you're having too much sugar, Mm -hmm. it's it's now going back to its old ways. It's going, it's going, okay, I'm going to go to the pocket because it's like, I've got that glucose. I've got that glucose. So it really also matters of what you're eating when you're eating in your window of making sure that you're just not having so much carbs. Like I, I don't count my carbs. I don't count my sugars. I don't do any of that. But I also know that when, when, when I'm talking with these women and I've interviewed all of them, all of them would say, I do watch amount of sugar I eat. I don't, I have some sugar, but I don't go crazy on it. And so, you know, even the Bible talks about, you know, eating too much honey is going to make you sick, right? Yeah. Well, and I've already, my sugar, I'm like you. Um, I I tend to, if I need to sweeten something, it's going to be with maple syrup, date syrup, um, you know, something, honey, those type of things, you know, pure organic honey versus white processed sugar. I, you know, that's just inflammation in the body waiting to happen. So, well, if you're um, like me and you, and you have a sweet tooth, then I have Proverbs 25, 16 memorized in like three different versions. It's, it's like, if you find honey, just enough, 
too much will make you vomit? Do you like honey? Don't eat too much or it'll make you sick. It's like, have you found honey? Eat only what you need. Anything in excess, you'll vomit it. I mean, you know, it's like, you just have to have that memorized because I have to remind myself, okay, Chantel, even though it's honey and it even says honey, like it's just have just enough. I love that because it says, this is the NIV. It says, if you find honey, eat just enough, too much of it. And you'll, you will vomit, which I think it means you're going to get sick. Like it is going to hurt your body. So just, just eat only enough. And, and that's what every one of those thin eaters have told me. Yeah. Which makes complete sense. So let's talk about, um, so fasting we've heard takes our body from, from burning the glucose over to the fat, which is going to be overall so much healthier for us. Is there a time frame? Well, we talked about that, that everybody is a little bit different, you know, to get to that ketosis state. So you just have to kind of be in tune with what your body's doing. And there's a urine test that you can do that will actually test your urine to know when your body's in that state, right? Yes, absolutely. It's a little strip. Okay. What and then about- if someone's on like, they say, see, like if someone wants to do a keto diet, right? Yeah. Um, which I'm not a fan of the keto diet. I I feel like I don't want to be in bondage to counting how much carbs I'm eating. But what they say for a keto diet is that if you eat fewer than 50 grams of carbs per day, Mm -hmm. then they say it could take anywhere from two to four days to enter into ketosis where you like pee on the stick or something like that. Um, So, or you could, you know, I would say, I think I've done like a 24 hour fast or I sometimes like, even for the same person, like I know I've done a 24 hour fast and then sometimes I could pee on a stick and I wouldn't be in ketosis or maybe a 48, you know, it just depends. It all depends on what did you eat for your last meal? Right. How much did you eat for your last meal? So it's just, there's so many different variables that come into play. Okay. So, and then um, let me ask about one last thing on autophagy is what are the benefits? I mean, we talked about autophagy and what that is, is kind of a cleaning out of, you know, getting the bad cells out so that we can replace with the good healthy cells. So is there a, a time frame there? And is that just like ketosis? It's different for everybody where you, you really have benefit if you can do you know, a 24 hour fast is going to help get your body into that state or, you know, what is it that we want to be looking for there? Yeah, absolutely. So again, this is something where I would say as far as fat burning, I, I have a chart in my book and okay. where he talks about where the time frame that you're burning the most fat um, is between the 18 hour and 24 hour mark. It kind of is like this graph. So it's like, if you want to look, um, that's why I love to do like a 24 hour fast, um, several times a week, sometimes once a week, sometimes twice a week. It just depends. But 24 hour fasts are really great, um, for that. Um, and then again, it also depends on like, are you exercising, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're exercising, then you're um, kind of really depleting all of um, all of your glucose levels. But when it comes to autophagy, it's kind of like the another analogy I like to say is like if you think of your body as like a kitchen. Okay. And so after making a meal, like you clean up the counter, you throw away the leftovers, um, and the next day you have like a clean kitchen. But if you think about, if you if you had the, with the kitchen and you had left some stuff on the counter and you just like let it leave out there, it's gonna be like, there's food fermentation, it's kind of nasty smells waiting out there. And so the biggest thing with autophagy is, is like if it's, perfectly clean. You're not putting anything in your body. People don't realize how much 
work it is for some for your body to digest your food. Mm -hmm. So if now your body isn't going to digest your food, it now is able to go to the other parts of your body to be able to heal those parts of your body, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that the biggest thing is, is that, um, you know, people want to do these juice cleanses and this sort of thing. If you want to cleanse your cells and reduce inflammation, it's all about how do you get your body into that water state and just giving it water and electrolytes. I love that. I love that because, you know, if the body is so concentrated on digesting the food, it yeah, it just makes absolute perfect sense for that. So we're learning how... Um, fasting, not only is it great for our body and and the healing and repairing and restructuring of the body, but also the spiritual side of the body. I know we talked a little bit about fires. You have an acronym. I'm hearing from you as we go through this interview, you really like acronyms, you know, hope. (laughs) We talked about hope. But tell us about um, fires, or do you want them to find that in the book? I mean, that's, that's okay, too. Um, yeah, I can give them. I can give them to you. Okay. Um, so F is stands for fast on a regular basis. And then I talk about all the ways to do that. I is to identify true hunger. And that sounds easy, but it's not. <laughs> because <laughs> most people who are reading the book, they don't, they never let them get themselves get hungry. And they are eating for so many other reasons. So how to identify what their true hunger is, is really important. The R is to just reduce sugar because, you know, like we talked about, I'm a firm believer in having sweets. I love them. I have them. I don't deprive myself, but I don't go crazy with it because doing eating too much sugar is going to have you gain weight. And then the E stands for enjoying real food without deprivation and learning how you can balance that because it's like, it is a real balancing act to learn how to eat everything that you truly want and without having any deprivation. Because the minute you feel deprived, it's going to end up in a binge and that's a problem. And then the S is stop before you're full and learning how to do that is another piece that is, is, you know, I have a video course and the reason why I really suggest people getting the video course is because in the video course, like you'll see one of the girls that I go out to eat with, cause I literally go out to eat with them and you watch them eat. So here, this was, you know, a while ago, but when, when she's putting her spoon in her mouth, she has, if you look at the spoon, I actually have one right here. She has half of the spoon filled with soup. While when I had my soup, when I was first in her, my soup was overflowing. Like I had it completely full, but that's like a technique that you'll learn that like, she's not even filling the whole thing up with soup. She's only putting half. She's having a bite. She's now setting it down. And those are the things you'll learn, but you only learn it by the people who I see have the best results are when they're listening to the audiobook like four and five times because it's just listening to it over and over and over again. And then they are watching the video course over and over again because it's it doesn't just happen instantly. You can't just read the book one time and then it's you didn't get yourself here from just a one-time fix. So you are retraining your body over the years of how to change what you're doing. And it's a process. I love it. And so much help that you have available to those that want to learn how to be free from the bondage that food holds over so many of us. So we've got Fasting for Freedom is one of your books that you have, as well as Waste Away the Chantal Ray Way. And then you just talked about a video course that you offer and some coaching. Where can our listeners find that? 
Yep. It's all at ChantelRayWay.com. And I also have a new Bible study called Freedom from Food. And that's actually a six-week Bible study course that people can do. I encourage people to do it with a group. You can do it on Zoom. Obviously, now people aren't doing in-home Bible studies because of COVID-19, but you know, they can do it. You can just all buy the book, do it together, get together once a week, have that accountability. It's really phenomenal. I love that. And are there other ways that you want people to connect with you? Are you on social media? In any yeah, way? we have a Facebook group um, called Waste Away Through Intermittent Fasting. Okay. And so through our Facebook group, or you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'm under Chantel Ray on some of them and Chantel Ray Finch is my married name. Okay. So some of them have Chantel Ray and some have Chantel Ray Finch. Awesome. Any final thoughts you want to leave our listeners with to wrap this all up? I think the biggest thing is that, you know, when it comes to fasting, it's, you know, it's a process and it, it takes time. And so the longer you can say to yourself, okay, this is, you know, this is something that is a bondage for most people. And, you know, I love Proverbs 23, which says, when you sit to dine with a ruler, note well is before you and put a knife to your throat if you're given to gluttony. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in Proverbs, it says for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness uh, clothes them in rags. And so the Bible puts gluttons, overeaters and drunkards in the same class. And I think that as people, we kind of go, well, well, I'm not a drunkard or I'm not this or I'm not that, but we don't mind gluttony one bit. Mm-hmm. And just because if you're listening to this and your struggle is with food, then I really think fasting is the way to go to try to help get that bondage away. And again, it's a long process. It's fasting one time. It's not going to do it. It's, you've got to just read the book. You've got to saturate your mind over and over again with God's word to kind of break you from that bondage. Oh, I love that. And thank you so much for incorporating the word of God into um, our ability to break free from that bondage and, and incorporate the Bible study, you know, into all of this. Not only do we have physical things that we can do, but we can tie in that spiritual nature. So thank you for sharing with our audience, Chantel. I am really excited for them to get their hands on your book and your studies and, and your Bible study. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.